station with critical business information, Critical Mass, with your host, Rick Franzi. Welcome to today's show, Critical Mass Radio Show. I am your host, Rick Franzi, and this business talk show airs live on Tuesdays and Wednesdays at 4 p.m. and Thursdays at a special time of 3 p.m. It can be heard here, all shows can be heard exclusively here on octalkradio.net, Orange County's only community radio station. And if you're listening to this show in the future as a podcast, we encourage you to consider listening to the show live during our broadcast times. We are broadcasting from the state-of-the-art studios in the Tech Space facility in beautiful Costa Mesa. We'd like to thank our commercial sponsors, Succession Strategies, Smart Business Magazine, Smart Stop Self Storage, and others for making the show possible today. The goal of this show is to help you, our listening audience, make better and more informed business decisions. And oh, do we have a show for you today. If you're expecting to hear my interview with Don DiCostanza, then just hold on because he'll be on the show about 25 minutes, about, you know, towards the bottom of the hour. Our first guest is a gentleman that I met through a friend who I understand is doing some great work in helping small and mid-market companies here in Orange County, Southern California, and his firm across the country. His name is Dave Geisick, and he's with B2B CFO. Dave, welcome to the program. Hey, good afternoon, Rick, and thank you for having me on the program. Let's talk a little bit about your background. Can you give the audience a sense for the different things that you've done that have gotten you to this point with B2B CFO? Well, it's been kind of a storybook uh, background. I received my bachelor's degree in accounting and economics out of uh, Rollins University in Florida and immediately went to work for a large national contractor doing work all throughout the, the whole East Coast and the Southwest. They had grown rather rapidly, so I spent about 13 years with those folks, and uh, at a very age in my early 30s, had some opportunities to be presidents of two of their divisions out there as they were growing. Subsequently, that exposed me to an opportunity to go in with about five other uh, 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 players at the time, and we purchased an $80 million MEP mechanical, electrical, and plumbing subcontractor out of Hartford, Connecticut. And we put together a five-year deal with those folks. Uh, they wanted to take and transition that company into being a non-union general contractor doing cogeneration plants throughout the country. So we put together a five-year program, executed that program within our five years, and uh, the, had the backers buy us out, which was an excellent opportunity. That gave me the background of having been a student of a $100 million company, and now five of us developed a $100 million company. So some recruiters uh, were interested and in, were looking for some somebody here in Southern California for another electrical subcontract, bring them up to that $100 million level. After a short period of time, a few negotiations, they recruited me here to come to San Diego, California, and that was my entrance into California. And from that, uh, we put together a plan and built a, a, a company, a $37 million firm. Subsequently, in five years, we grew that to $150 million in annual revenue. And today, they're one of the top 10 electrical contractors in the country, moving on to some $300 million. Well, those are impressive numbers and impressive growth and good experience. Those are good, substantial-sized organizations, yeah. aren't they? Yeah, they are. It is significant. And, and you've got to pay attention to a lot of things as you're going through that. You've got to be well-orchestrated, well-planned. You better have your business plan in place. And you have to execute. And and you also have to be very responsive. And, and you have to be accountable for your actions. And, and the teams that we put together early in my career... I learned about putting together good, solid teams that make a difference, and, and that's that's how you're going to get to the goals that you want to. So let's talk about today. You are a part of B2B CFO. 
For those in the audience who may not be familiar with your organization, can you set the context and help us to understand what makes your firm unique? B2B CFO is uh, today, uh, as a matter of fact, we were just named to the Inc. 5000 list of fastest growing companies in the country for the fourth year in a row. It's made up of about 210 partners throughout the United States. We all have a minimum of at least 25 years in the financial end, most of them being in, in as a CFO. And there are a few of us who have had the CEO role throughout our career. So we, br- we bring that uniqueness to it. We're spread throughout the United States. We service companies that do not have a full-time CFO. So we're dealing with companies usually in the one to about the $75, $80 million range. And, and it's really to the point where the CEO has not cost justified the expense for a full-time CFO. And we service a whole host of industries between manufacturing, professional services, construction, you know, wholesale, finance, health, and, and other industries out there like that. And so you're dealing with people who have 25 years experience. We like to talk about it many times in that when you're dealing with a B2B CFO, you're dealing with an individual who has some 6,500 years of experience behind them. And we have a unique process called the forum in which we can go in at any given time. And if I have a question raised to me that that has me baffled and I need to do some research on, I simply throw it out to my group. And within hours, we're going to have some answers back to some people who are experts in in that industry or in that field. Making the ink list once is great. Making it four consecutive years speaks to a well-run organization that's continuing to meet the needs. Talk to me about your personal philosophy, kind of personal professional philosophy. Here on Critical Mass Radio Show, we call it your guiding principle. And I'm speaking with Dave Geisick. He is a partner in B2B CFO. So Dave, tell me about your guiding principle. It amazes me how many times you go in and you have owners of a company are dealing with misinformation for a variety of reasons. And I focus on the fact that you've got to bring accuracy, clarity, and integrity to what you're presenting to officers of the corporation, the board of directors, and or most importantly to those outside firms who are financially related to the company, whether it be the banks, uh, some venture capitalists, or those who have an investment in it. I like to go back many times and talk about my TCC. You know, you've got to be thorough, complete, and concise. And as you're building these types of of organizations, you've got to put yourself in a position. From my perspective, a CFO is the individual who is sort of waiting in the wings if that big red truck were to come by and take out the CEO. He's the man who is to step in immediately and take over control of that company until its board of directors then decides how it wants to continue to manage that organization. You're not just a ledger jockey at that point in time. You have to be very forward thinking and bringing together and be intimately involved with the marketing of the organization. You've got to look at the principles of that you got to know your niche. So, you know, the CFO can't be just, as I said, a numbers jockey. You've got to know your niche. You've got to know your relevance out there. You've got to be authentic. You know, you've got to be trustworthy. You need to know your competitive advantage from within your own firm. In today's world, if you're not agile, you're going to be lost. It was just run over, huh? Yeah, get run over. It's I, I just uh, had some people bring me some information today. They were talking about Google and LinkedIn have changed their analytics dramatically. It goes a little contrary to how we've been managing those two electronic units in the past. So we now have to stop and think about how they're manipulating or or utilizing our information, and do we want them to use our information? You, you know, know, Dave, you use the term forward thinking, and I, and in my experience, we've got a 
minute left before our first commercial break, ladies and gentlemen. But it seems to me that critical difference between having a CFO on the payroll, whether it's full-time or part-time, and having a well-run finance department or an accounting department is the forward-thinking planning that you can get from a CFO that you don't necessarily expect or can ask from a controller or an accounting manager. No, that's exactly right. You know, what's the job of a CEO? The CEO's position is that individual has to be thinking two and three years out ahead. Where is he going to take the company tomorrow? And that CFO has to be there supporting him in that future transition. So you're going to go through a lot of hard knock. You've got to be very innovative. You've got to be creative, open. You've got to anticipate the needs of your clients. And why are we all in business? It is to satisfy our clients' needs. So you must pay attention to your clients and what they want, not what you want to sell them, not what you want to give them. It's the old uh, Ron Willingham, integrity selling. You must give that client what they want, not what you think they want. Exactly. And we're going to take our first commercial break here on Critical Mass Radio Show. Dave Guy is my guest and we're going to come back and we're going to talk about a book that his organization has put out the book name is the exit strategy handbook and we're going to talk about a couple different things in there like valuation how do you value your business as well as some common mistakes that dave and his team have seen that business owners like you might make when they're preparing to sell their firm so don't go anywhere ladies and gentlemen you're listening to critical mass radio show we'll be right back after these words from our sponsors Can we talk about your family business? You know, that thing you put your whole life's blood, sweat, and tears into? Well, what happens when you retire or try and pass that business on to your children? At Succession Strategies, we can help you find the answers. We'll guide you through the unsettling process of protecting your family legacy and successfully passing your business on to the next generation, safely and securely ensuring that it'll both survive and thrive for generations to come. So ask yourself just one question. Can I really afford to wait? Take the first step. Take our complimentary self-assessment at SuccessionStrategies.com or call us at 714-560-9022 to set up a free consultation at your convenience. That's Succession-Strategies.com. I got stuff to the right, more stuff to the left. Got enough stuff, but I can't take a step. So I smart stopped. It took a minute to think I need a little better spot, not under the sink. With smart stop, I leave the stress at the door. Cause it's the smarter way to store. Smart stop bucks the system. Your first month's rent is just a buck. Your next three months are half off. Call 888-97-STORAGE and mention this station. Goodbye clutter, hello floors. Smart stop, the smarter way to store. It takes 12 years to create a graduate. It takes about the same time to create a dropout. And at the end of the day, the difference between a child becoming one or the other could be you. So United Way is asking you to make a pledge. Tutor a child who needs help. Mentor a kid who needs someone on their side. Volunteer to read to children. Because when a child advances, we all advance. Be a reader. Tutor or mentor. Give. Advocate. Volunteer. Live United. Take the pledge now at liveunited.org. Brought to you by United Way and the Ad Council. 
And welcome back to this edition of Critical Mass Radio Show. I am your host, Rick Franzi. We'd like to thank and acknowledge our listeners who download our show as a podcast. In the last 30 days, you've downloaded over 12,000 episodes of the various Critical Mass shows that we aired live here on octalkradio.net. We also had about 23,000 visitors to our website that hosts our podcast. But our website, as well as others, you can find our podcasts like Apple iTunes, Stitcher, and other business-oriented podcasting sites you can also hear every show live here on octalkradio.net. Dave Geisick is my guest. He is a partner with B2B CFO. And Dave, before the break, I said we were going to talk a little bit about this book that you were so generous to give me a while ago when we met, and I've looked through it and read parts of it, The Exit Strategy Handbook. And, and I wonder if you can talk a little bit about the focus of this book. Our managing partner had previously written three three books prior to this, and it's kind of leading up to it. And we have this six-step proven process of going in and analyzing an organization as we look at it. And we ask them a series of questions about whether their bankers and lenders trust our financial statements, whether you got errors on your internal financial statements. You know, does your accounting staff really understand your financials as it relates to your industry, your perspective, your business out there? And what you suddenly begin to realize is. As we go through this six-step process, which we call the game plan, you're starting to walk yourself into a process of really managing your organization. And as you stop and reflect upon that, you realize that you need a success team around you. So the managing partner started laying all this out and interviewing a whole number of people. What he came up with is the success team that the business owner should have. And while this book is written as sort of almost a past tense or a future tense in that you're exiting your organization, it's kind of unique that you know, none of us, as, as we were CEOs and owners, you never focus on the fact that someday you're going to leave your organization. But the fact is, one way or another, God forbid the big red truck hits you, you're going to leave your organization. So what should you do? It's like everything else in life. You should be planning. When you buy a share of stock, you buy it at $10, you ought to know what your exit is. So am I going to get out at ten fifty, eleven, eleven fifty? You should have that plan. But unfortunately, us in business, as we create an idea and we begin to develop it and we focus on revenue and revenue and revenue, and then it becomes collections, and then we have to deal with the everyday world of business out there. We forget that we need a team of people around us. And we have some unusual terms that we use here in B2B. We call in a, the managing partner wrote a book about the finders, minders, and grinders. And the finder is that man with the vision, the guy who started the company and the reason why you are in business today. The minders are that support team behind you, your marketing, your accounting, uh, your engineering, your, your, your estimating staff. And the grinders are those people out in the field who are in the manufacturing line and in, in, in the construction line or whatever who are putting your product in place and are selling it to the market. But as you're building that organization, you you need to have this success team. Who's the M&A or the investment bankers that you should have around you? What attorneys should you have? What tax specialist? Are you getting up-to-date tax information? What about your IT? Many of us grew up in this era where, you know, sometimes we just didn't want to go and pay the price for the IT. We acquired it however we could. Well, Susie's got a copy of it and she brings it from home or whatever. Now you're going to sell your organization. Do you have the proper licenses for all your IT software? So you had to think about that. Right. Well, what about what about the wealth manager out there? You know, at some day you're going to hit the home run. You're going to sell it. You're going to sell it for EBITDA one time, two times, three times. You're going to become wealthy. Are you sitting down and thinking about the process that you have to go through? And then you know, there's the appraiser, there's the insurance advisor, there are the bankers. And then most importantly, when you're selling that, you have a group of key people behind you. Who are those key people who are going to keep perpetuating this organization? Because we you know one of the reasons why when you get it going. 
you do want that organization to continue to perpetuate itself. You know, that's interesting, Dave, because in my experience, for many business owners, their largest investment is the business. It's their biggest piece of in their net worth is the value of the business. So I wanted to ask you, from your experience in B2B CFO and, and your role as a CFO and CEO, can you think about some common mistakes that a business owner makes in that process of developing an exit strategy that you would like to share with our audience of business owners and CEOs today? You just kind of encapsulated it there. What tells you the worth of your organization? It's your balance sheet. Your balance sheet is going to define what's there. So what about the parts and pieces of that of that balance sheet? And, you know, let's say you have inventory. Well, do you have excess inventory sitting there that you haven't turned into revenue? Because if you turn it into revenue, it's going to turn into profits. If you're going to sell it for profits, then you're now you're going to sell for two, three times that profit. So you could have a a dollar sitting over there in in the inventory side that is not generating any profits. And when it comes time to cash out, you're not going to get paid two and three, four dollars for that same dollar of, of inventory sitting out there. Another thing that I've seen, I saw in a deal that we did uh, about 11, 12 years ago was as we put together an ESOP, and, and an ESOP is an excellent way to go through an exit strategy. I highly recommend it. But when you do an ESOP, you have to make certain that you have that individual capable of running that company in position and understanding that organization. And at the same time, you know what? There's always something hidden. You know, I know what I know. It's what I don't know that I'm trying to find out. And even when you go through an appraisal process, while it will uncover a lot of the sins of the organization and uncover things perhaps you've glossed over and haven't paid attention to, you still could have issues that could arise subsequently that you just can't perceive of today. So when you're going through that sales process, do you have a contingency reserve? So when you get a dollar, you don't want these individuals coming back after you for you know for any legal issues that, that may arise subsequently that could be latent out there that we're just not, not paying attention to. So contingency reserves are a huge report, a huge issue that must be considered. Sometimes in talking with business owners who haven't even considered selling, they're not sure what is the right valuation model for their type of business. In the exit strategy handbook that your managing partner wrote and that you gave me that's published by B2B CFO, they talk about a variety of different valuation models that are in there. Is there any generic sense, Dave, that you have about the right valuation model, or is it kind of case-specific from your experience? It is very case-specific got to understand the industry that you're in. One of the things that, that we like to do, and it's to give you time to think about it, is we, we have some unique software, uh, which we call the Tesh, and it, it's a simple process where we have an evaluation in the cloud for you. So that if you're sitting on the beach on vacation, you're sitting at home on a Sunday night and you're bored with TV or whatever, you can call up your valuation in your company, and you can see where your success team stands in, in the issues and items that they had to address or should be addressing. And my whole point in this is that as you look at it continuously, the idea is if you look at this over a time period, you're going to change from day one when you suddenly decide that, yes, I do want to sell my company to where you actually sell it. And if you're looking at these valuations and you're looking at the people who should be addressing specific issues and making sure that you maximize the value of your organization, then your idea of the strategy of how you're going to sell it, you're going to sell it back to the family, you're going to sell it to a 
competitor? Are you going to set it up as an ESOP? You know, are you going to sell it to you know Rick and Dave just down the road that says, "Hey, I got two dollars and I want to go ahead and buy your company at this point." Right. You're going to constantly change. So if you make time your friend, then you're going to you're going to maximize the value of your organization. I wish we had a gong in the studio because we always like those learning moments, and I think you gave us a great one, which is start planning for selling the company well before you really plan to sell the company. Right? <laughs> time, yeah. Make time your friend. Make time your friend. So if someone in our audience out there of CEOs and business owners says, geez, I don't know that I need a CFO or not. I'd like to learn a little bit more about B2B CFO and Dave, you in particular. How do they get in touch with you? How do they learn more about your firm online? Hey, there's two ways. N- number one, give me a call at 760-272-5100. That again, at 760-272-5100. Or go online and go into my website. It's Dave, and I'll spell the last name for you. G is in George, A, J is in John, D is in David, Z is in Zebra, I, K, CFO.com. Again, that's Dave Geisick, CFO.com. Everything is there to get in contact with me. Gives you a feel for who B2B CFO is. Gives you a feel for our book our three publications that are out there, the exit strategy, and we can put you in touch with the success team out there that you should have within your organization. It went by so fast. I'm going to have to have you back in 2014. We're going to do more on valuations and exit strategies, that, and I'd like to have you back as a guest in the future. I, I'd love that opportunity. Right. Thank well, you much. Thanks for being a friend of the program. Welcome to our community and continued success with B2B CFO and being a CFO, interim CFO here in Orange County in Southern California. Thank you. I appreciate that. All right. We'll be right back after these commercial words and a short time Don't go anywhere, ladies and gentlemen. You're listening to Critical Mass Radio Show. Smart Business Network is a business-to-business multimedia company providing insight, advice, and strategy for C-level executives of vast growth, middle market, and large companies. As one of the nation's largest publishers of local management journals, under the Smart Business name, Smart Business Network publishes 19 regional print editions, presents dozens of large and small-scale business conferences and award programs, and produces a vibrant interactive digital media presence. For more information, visit us at www.sbnonline.com. There's something happening out there today. All across America, we're seeing encouraging signs of economic recovery. Businesses are once again thinking about new growth, and new opportunities are emerging. But it raises the question, is your company positioned to take full advantage of the economic recovery and the opportunities it presents? Maybe it's time to ask, how has the recession impacted your business model? Is your business as relevant as it once was? Should you consider entering new markets or expanding into new categories? And what do customers really value about their relationship with you? The golden thread through all these questions and the answer to each and every one of them can be found in just one place, your brand. It's much deeper than your logo and much bigger than your advertising. Your brand is the enabler of your entire business strategy. Rika's Baird is a brand strategy firm that can help. They specialize in business branding. They've helped hundreds of companies from startups to Fortune 500 leverage their brands to drive growth. They can do the same for yours. It's really quite simple. Find out more, just visit brandingbusiness.com. That's www.brandingbusiness.com. And plant the seed for economic growth. Imagine. 
Imagine what it would feel like to lose everything. Your job, your home, your family, your dignity. This has happened to thousands of the men, women, veterans, and young adults we serve at Working Wardrobes. What do we do to help? We provide career development services, life skills workshops, job skills training. We provide the perfect interview outfit, and we get clients placed in jobs. Call Working Wardrobes, 714-210-2460. Donate, volunteer, invest, hire. 